This is Self-Awareness for Everyone, a weekly journey into applied guidance for mindfulness. I'm your host, MJ Bleehart, storyteller, author, creative, and lifelong learner. I'll be your guide through conscious reality creation, simple mindfulness tools available to everyone to empower greater control of our life's experiences and other applications of unselfish self-awareness. This week's episode, Mental Health and Combating Resistance. Your mental health should not be neglected. And yet mental health doesn't get the kind of attention that it really should. Now, just for some clarity at the start here, when I'm talking about mental health, I don't just mean mental. I'm also talking about emotional and spiritual health, which I'm going to tie together with mental health because the truth is they are all interconnected. Yes, I can totally take this a step further and point out that physical health is directly connected to your mental, emotional, and spiritual health because all four elements go into the holistic isness that is our health. For the sake of time, I'm going to just lump it all together as mental health. And the problem with mental health is that often it's very, very hard to find the good in yourself. And a lot of what we need to do when it comes to mental health is that we need to give it more attention, as well as attention to the fact that we are good people. There are exceptions to the rule. We all know people who qualify as not being good people. But by and large, for the most part, people are good. No, I don't think I'm naive in believing this. And you might be able to make an argument to the contrary, but I'm pretty certain that deep down, almost everybody genuinely prefers to do and be good. Of course, there are exceptions. There are always going to be exceptions. But it's important to recognize this because when it comes to mental health, I think a lot of it gets tied into messages that we are constantly bombarded by, telling us that there's lack scarcity and insufficiency, that the other is going to take what good belongs to us, and more than that, that we are in a world that's far more bad than good overall. The reality is, while there's a lot of bad in the world, nobody can deny that, the truth is that things aren't nearly as bad as they're shown to us as being. And yet, most of the news we see, social media emphasizes, and all sorts of places that you turn are going to point out that everything is terrible. The whole wide world is coming to an end. It's all collapsing. Everybody's going mad. I mean, take your pick. It doesn't take much to see this viewpoint of the world, but the reality is it's not how things are, and our mental health is taking a real beating from this because we are being abused in part by the media we've created for information, in part by leaders that want us disempowered because it empowers them, or so they think, and in part just because this world is, I don't know, kind of a little crazy. The interconnectivity we've created for ourselves has actually disconnected us in completely unanticipated ways, or maybe somebody anticipated, but I pretty much didn't, and I doubt most of us did, but I can't speak for everybody else. When it comes to mental health, a huge part of your self-awareness involves awareness of your health, wellness, and well-being, and it's very, very easy to lose track of what that is and how that looks. And, what's more, most of our focus gets put into our 
physical health. And yet here we are, constantly fighting some really weird battles because we're not given proper tools to make these fights really work. So, one thing that I've come across, and I think that this is genius, is the concept of resistance. What is resistance? Resistance is a concept that I was introduced to from Stephen Pressfield. He is a phenomenal author. Now, I have to tell the truth here, I've never read any of his fiction, but I'm told that some of it is pure genius. But his nonfiction, which I've read quite a bit of, is outstanding. And he has some amazing insights, especially for artists and creatives, about the creative process. Among these insights, and this came from a book of his that I've listened to uh, more than once, because I do enjoy a good audiobook in addition to reading, but the book is called The War of Art, and if you have not read this book, I can't recommend it highly enough. In The War of Art, Mr. Pressfield introduces us to this idea that is resistance, which is a personification of a force that stands against your work to be your best self. Frequently, resistance manifests as procrastination, as excuses, indecision, and veritably anything else you can think of that's going to keep you from doing your work. Yes, this includes fear. Let's look at a quote directly from Stephen Pressfield. Resistance will tell you anything to keep you from doing your work. If you take resistance at its word, you deserve everything you get. Resistance is always lying and always full of shit. Well, far as I've been able to tell, this is completely true. And resistance gets in the way because it messes with our mental health, our emotional health, and our spiritual health. And it tells us that we're not good enough, smart enough, wise enough, talented enough to do whatever it is that you set out to do. In the War of Art, this is put in the context of being a creative particularly if you're a writer or an artist, but it applies to everyone in ways far beyond what the war of art presents to us. It's a greater idea that this thing called resistance is an isness. It's a something that just gets in your way. And while I've been recently searching for what's been impacting my mental health for years, I wasn't able to put my finger on exactly what the underlying thing that did this was. I found an impression left behind by whatever this thing was, whatever this occurrence was, and it was an impression that included some resentment, anger, lack of worth, and a general sense of just being disconnected. As I take another look at it, However, I'm starting to look at this and see, hey, if I personify this as resistance, I now have something I can look at and face down and combat. Combating resistance is a matter of self-awareness because in order to fight this, you need to be aware of it. And a lot of this comes from the difference between our conscious and our subconscious mind. In your subconscious exists your values, beliefs, and habits. And a lot of the things that we do in this world suggest that living more subconsciously is for our better because it's easier and less challenging and, I mean, take your pick. The reality is that's just not true. It looks true, 
but it's really, really not. Now, along the way, the conscious mind, when it does engage, will occasionally create via the subconscious beliefs, values, and habits an impression of the self. That impression is your ego. This is how I define this, at least. Your ego is both how you show yourself to the world, presenting yourself as the person that you are, but also reflect back towards yourself. And when your ego is out of alignment with who you desire truly to be, you're going to meet resistance. The ego does not like change. The ego is all about your comfort zone, or as I've stated before, it's more of a stability zone. It's the thing that you know, the way that you are, the way things quote unquote have always been. But the reality of it is that's not true. Nothing is always the same. And that's because the one and only constant in the entire universe is change. Now, when it comes to combating resistance, recognizing that the ego takes part in this, we have to understand that we are not necessarily going to reinvent ourselves in a way that's beyond who we are and desire to be. Instead, it really comes down to finding our calling or figuring out what brings us the most joy, happiness, and contentment in this life, the most desire to seek out the potential and the possibilities. To quote from The War of Art, Our job in this life is not to shape ourselves into some ideal we imagine we ought to be, but to find out who we already are and become it. This requires combating resistance because a lot of the things that we run into like societal expectations, familial expectations, work expectations stand against who we genuinely desire to be. And more than that, not just who, but what, where, and why, and even how we are. The reality is lots of people will do their damnedest to become a round peg to fit into a square hole. The problem being that the round peg is too wide for the square hole, so you can't squeeze this through. Or the opposite, you're a square peg trying to get into a round hole. It doesn't really matter. I'm going off on a tangent here. To be who you are requires you to fight resistance. And here's the most amazing thing of all. You have done this before, and you can do it again. Somewhere along the way in this life, you stood up to a challenge. It was a challenge presented either by someone or something to who you believed yourself to be. You've done it before, and you've stood your ground, and you've come out on top as the person you desire yourself to be. But any time that you come into a battle of this nature, it's going to bring you face-to-face with true genuine self-awareness, and that is going to put you in line to look directly at your mental, emotional, spiritual, and ultimately your physical health, wellness, and well-being, because all of these, all of them are interconnected. And when you are striving to be self-aware, not just of who you are, but who you desire yourself to be. Starting from today, but looking forward to the future, setting goals for yourself, it's very easy to stumble and see where the problems are. And it's all too easy to get stuck in your mental, emotional, and spiritual health matters because we tend not to give them the attention we should. And here comes 
fighting resistance. One of the biggest issues you're going to run into is, get ready for it, fear. Fear is often the most impactful isness in our conscious awareness. And yes, I keep using isness a lot, but there's just no better term for it, people, so I'm going to do that. Anyway, it's largely intangible. The vast majority of the fear that you and I experience isn't real. Once upon a time, the human race had fear as a way to survive when we were the prey and there were predators that could very easily take us down, say, on the Serengeti. Fear saved us. Fear gave us fight or flight and made us capable of surviving. While we evolved in many ways, so did fear, but I don't think it evolved in a healthy way. Fear evolved to move away from the tangible dangers into intangible dangers, and almost all of the intangible dangers that fear presents to us aren't real. They mostly revolve around fear of suffering. If X happens, I'm going to suffer terribly. If Y occurs, I'm going to do nothing but suffer. And we have all these tremendous visions of terrible, terrible suffering, most of which don't come to pass. Or if it does come to pass, it's far less nasty than you imagined it would be. Fear manifests in a lot of different ways. Some are very, very obvious, but others are not so obvious, they're not apparent, or they're sneaky as all get out. And guess what? Resistance is often a manifestation of fear. To quote from the War of Art, resistance is experienced as fear. The degree of fear equates to the strength of the resistance. When I am trying to do my work, when I'm trying to write my fiction in a special, because I've got the nonfiction down to a tangible, really set means, but the nonfiction tends to be much more challenging. I strive to write 1,500 words of fiction a day. But let me tell you, I will find all kinds of reasons not to get it done. I'll come up with some excuse. I will have a procrastination to do. Or there's some other matter that's taken my attention and I, I just can't get the writing done today. Before I know it, the day's done, I didn't get my 1,500 words down, and while it doesn't feel like I got beaten by resistance, oh yeah. I got bait by resistance. You know why? Because I am afraid both of success and of failure. And a lot of times, rather than face either, I just don't. And I know a lot of other people that do this. And it's not the success or failure I fear. It's the suffering that might come of succeeding or failing. The thing of it is this. Fear is not something that we can ever eliminate. It is part of our evolutionary being. It is part of being human. But we can always combat fear, and we can do so with logic and reason and fact and knowledge. It's just a matter of taking the time and effort in order to fight the fear. To quote again from The War of Art, fear doesn't go away. The warrior and the artist live by the same code of necessity, which dictates that the battle must be fought anew every day. That's the thing. Just because I resolved the issue today, tomorrow's another day. And change being the only constant in the universe, what I face today is not going to be the same as what I face tomorrow. So what gets in the way of my writing my 1,500 words of fiction today is going to be different than what got in the way of my writing 1,500 words of fiction yesterday. Only I can work against this fear, this resistance, 
by taking action. And only I can recognize what resistance is and what's more, how combating it is empowering. When you combat fear, you are being self-aware and that self-awareness turns into conscious awareness, which is actively mindfulness. And mindfulness is how you take control of your life experience. Combating resistance is a big part of this. And when you combat resistance, you're also taking a stand for your mental health. These are things that it's all too easy to ignore and neglect and not give sufficient attention to. But when we do, wow, do we make our lives that much more amazing. Not just for the better necessarily, but for the more interesting. Rather than just sitting there and going, eh, it's life, you have this opportunity to say, huh, what is my life and what am I doing with it? And that, to me, makes working on my mental health and combating resistance totally worthwhile. All right, let's get into this week's Applied Guidance for Mindfulness tool. Today, we're going to take something that you have going on that you either need or desire to do and chunk it down. This is a huge part of combating resistance. Now, if you don't have anything at the moment, this is something you can apply later, and it can be something big or small. It doesn't really matter. Here's how we chunk something down and combat resistance by doing it. We're going to put this into five steps. One, identify the thing you need and or desire to do. What is this thing? Is it something you need to do? Is it something you desire to do? Is it both? Whether it's big or small, identify it. What is it and what's it look like? Which brings us to two, what are its constituent parts? What makes up this thing that you need and or desire to do? Three, what needs to be done immediately? What can be delayed and what can be put off? Now, what that means is I got to do this right now versus I can do this in an hour versus I can do this tomorrow. Figuring that out is one of the best ways to break things down so you can chunk them down and approach them more easily. Four, set times to accomplish the individual elements. Something needs to be done now, do it now. Something can wait an hour, set yourself up to do it in an hour. Something can wait till tomorrow, and it's going to be easier to put it off to tomorrow, then set it aside for tomorrow. But set the time to make this happen, and then five, do the work. Don't just set this up, do it. Do or do not. There is no try. Chunking anything down that you face, even small things, can empower you to get things done with a lot less resistance. And by doing this, you beat resistance. And every time that you beat resistance, it goes an incredible distance towards improving your overall health, whether it's mental, emotional, spiritual, or even physical. By facing resistance, you're looking at something that has been getting in your way or is getting in your way and saying to it, not today, and giving yourself the power to overcome it. And that goes a huge way towards improved self-awareness overall. Thank you for joining me for this week's Self-Awareness for Everyone. I hope you've enjoyed this exploration of applied guidance for mindfulness, conscious reality creation, and working with other tools for optimizing your life experience. If you have any questions or comments, please email me at author at mjblehart.com. 
You can also follow me on social media via Instagram at mjbleehart, on TikTok at mjbleehart72, and on Facebook at bleehartmj. Thank you to the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network for hosting my show. Thank you to Fima Honey. She is the magnificent creator of my original cover art. Do me a favor and take a moment to go check out her amazing work in her Etsy shop at Talia's Inspirations. Please pay a visit to my blogs, The Ramblings of the Titanium Dawn, at titaniumdawn.com, as well as at mjbleehart.medium.com. And also, please check out my ever-growing number of published sci-fi and fantasy novels on Amazon. I hope that you're discovering how self-awareness works hand-in-hand with mindfulness and can be applied to improve not only your life experience, but potentially that of the people around you. Be kind, compassionate, and your own self-aware creator, whatever form that takes. And please be mindful that you are worthy and deserving of being the best you that you can be. Namaste. Namaste.